Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a TV writer for shows like Alone Together, The Late Late Show. She's one of Forbes 30 Under 30 for 2020, and she's she's a half-Persian princess, but she's also the official Sean Penn. Welcome, Caroline Goldfarb. Hey, Noor. Hey, girl. What's up? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kind of just beaming off that intro. You hit all the big points. I mean, the Forbes 30 under 30, how could I not? How could I not mention that? Because that's that's fucking major. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was an honor. I squeaked in. I was 29 at the time of publication. I have since turned 30. So thank you. Uh, So, you know... It was it, it was an honor, and I barely made it, and I still can't believe it happened. I mean, it's it's very, very, very huge, and I just really would like to know: Was your mom excited slash proud of you? My Persian mom, you think she knows? Yes. Forbes is hell no. <laughs> I, the thing with my Persian mom, it's so funny because like I love her to death. She's so Iruni, and like no matter what. Uh, you know, I, we're you're, we're in the entertainment industry, so it's like the 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 little accomplishments or little things that happen. It's like my mom is like, if you're not a doctor or a lawyer, I don't understand. So I'm yeah. like trying to tell her, like, mom, I'm I'm doing punch up on this cool new co- cable comedy. It's like every word in that sentence she did not understand. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like with Forbes thirty under thirty, I'm like, okay, there's this business magazine, and they do this thing every year, and it's like. 30 people under 30. She's like, Caroline, I don't care. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know. I don't understand. But if you tell me it's good, if you tell me it's nice. So I just am like, look, I got a thing. It's kind of cool. And she she loves, like, the more success, not that I'm a super successful, but, like, you, the, yeah, when – I think my mom, like, loves to cut me down the more successful I get. She gets, like, <laughs> takes great pleasure in being like, oh, Caroline, like – you're not that funny. She's like, she's a little impish little witch. And she is always just like, Oh, Caroline, like you're just stupid. I mean, anytime I've ever heard you speak about your mom, I'm like, I, I didn't know that Persian moms were Arab moms, that they were the same person. Because if my mom ever complimented me, I am not joking. I would be fucking terrified. I'd be like, mom, are you okay? If it's not a, if it's not criticism, I'm scared. Like I'm like some, something sketchy is fucking happening here. Like anytime my mom has ever said anything nice to me, something evil is shortly following it. Like, you know, she'll be like, yeah. you look, you look so pretty today. And then like maybe two minutes later, she's like, so I have a friend, he has a son, he's a doctor. And I'm like, you are so evil and manipulative. I should have known any compliment is a red flag. There's only criticism only, but I feel like it does. Do you feel like it made you a stronger and better person? Are I you feel like it made me the best kidding person. me? Of course. <laughs> I'm impenetrable, bitch. I'm yeah. Teflon. No one can say shit to me that Nothing. I haven't heard from my mom or from myself. I am I am so tough. Like I it, it boggles my mind. Like I have a a lovely American Jewish white boyfriend <laughs> and I love him so much. And it's such an interesting case study because he, God bless him, was raised in a house of love, honestly. What support, is that? support, uh, blandishments, aka praise. Like just wow. it, it, endless support and of course i feel like i was i have unconditional love for my mom it's not about the love yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. No, no. it's about the criticism i was criticized by my mom for things that i didn't even know you could be criticized for <laughs> anything i did was wrong i remember like my earliest memories of spending time with my mom aren't like you know like her reading a book to me they're her being like you're cutting an apple wrong you are cutting that apple completely wrong you're holding the knife wrong you should angle the blade oh this way and that, like sweeping was a big one every time I sweep she's like you are sweeping so wrong you're not getting I'm pretty sure I'm still sweeping incorrectly though I'm gonna be honest with you I just gave up on sweeping because it's just like is I feel like there's no right way to sweep to be fair there's no fucking there actually is (laughs) and I'm trying to think if I can explain on the podcast so if you're holding a broom I can't believe we're doing this but like honestly it is (laughs) how to sweep by Carolina Noor Okay, if you have anything 
in arm's length that like slightly is cylindrical, like a broom. I'm, I, I described a Cholula bottle because it was right next to me on the table. I love you that. Put your, if, I'm, I'm right-handed. So you put your dominant hand on the top of the broom. Okay. Facing, like you're, you're grabbing the top of the broom. Like the, I want you to know top. that I'm doing this with a water bottle right now. Good. That's good. Yeah, We're learning. Yeah, yeah, and then your learning. less dominant hand, your left hand for me is I want to say like maybe a foot lower than that, but like okay. I'm, I'm imitating on the Cholula, so I'm just right below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically you have your right hand <clears throat> right hand on the top and your palms facing the left, left hand on the bottom, palms facing to the right. And see, now you have an, un, your top hand's acting Holy as a, shit. your top hand's acting as a fulcrum and your bottom hand is really just like, just Caroline, jazz in the broom. Alone. I can't believe you just literally taught me how to sweep. But that's the, that's the magic of a critical Persian mother <laughs> that you can then share that wisdom with other yeah. people and teach them that they're doing things wrong, that they didn't know they could be doing wrong. But like back to your, it's like, yeah, like yes, I'm strong. I'm I'm resourceful. Like nothing can get me down. Still, I rise. And that's the magic of having a Persian or in both our cases, a Middle Eastern mother. Exactly, and like I also I didn't realize this until I was older, but I have this like innate ability to be a scammer. Which anytime I've heard you talk about going mm. to Costco or anything like that, I'm like. Another thing that I find that may, maybe you're a scammer too. Right. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, but. I'm a, I mean, I, I'm a big time scammer. I mean, I've pulled scams. I, I have to be careful because like I have talked really freely on blowing <laughs> up and like other podcasts about how much I love to scam. And I've, I, I've, I can't share my, some of my scams are so scammy that they're borderline illegal. Yeah. I, it, to me, okay, here's how I look at it. I don't like to scam small businesses. I don't no, like to never. scam people. But when it's the man, if it's like a huge Sephora. corporation, Sephora. <laughs> Oh, Sephora has been on the receiving end of a few scams from me, honey. Yeah, yeah. It's all about like those big companies that wouldn't blink twice in taking money from you. I mean, my uh, I'm trying to think like this one is kind of morally morally questionable. But oh, I used to scam ClassPass all the time. That was a big one for me. You should scam ClassPass because ClassPass is they scam people. I I literally canceled my subscription and just to let everyone know, you have to click like cancel my subscription in four different ways oh, in course. order for it to be canceled. So I only clicked 3 of 4 and they charged me for 3 months in a row and I'm checking my Bank of America statement. I'm like, "Hmm, why is ClassPass still charging me?" And they they didn't want to they didn't want to refund me and I was like, "I don't think you know who the fuck I am." This is now the only thing I care about and it consumes my mind and my life and I will never stop until you refund me and they did. So Oh, oh they'll the class pass will bend. They'll break if you just bend them a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, Marta, our friend, taught me the ultimate class pass scam. You can't do this one anymore. But it used to be different monthly prices depending on where you were in the country. And Marta had somehow figured out that I think Fort Lauderdale, Florida was the lowest national class pass that's rate. Not, that's not surprising to me at all. No, it's not. They have like one Zuma studio there yeah, probably. Yeah. And so there was a period of time when I was based in Fort Lauderdale and I was just in the class pass system constantly on vacation in Los Angeles. <laughs> the other one I used to do is they used to do these amazing three for 15 Three classes for $15, something like that. And it was a good, a good an introductory trial. And when I tell you I made at least 25 different class pass accounts <laughs> under different burner emails, I'm not exaggerating. And then I got so comfortable doing that scam that at one point I, I had the audacity to ask class pass. I had a complaint. I don't even know what I was complaining about. I was like trying to like double scam them. And you can't yeah, do the yeah. double scam. Sometimes so, you can. Right. <laughs> So I had the audacity to email them a customer service complaint. And it was, again, under one of my crazy burner emails that like was like my high school, my backup high school alumni email or some email I never used. And they were like, hey, by the way, like we searched your name in the system and you've made 20 accounts with us. <gasps> and this is expressly against ClassPass. And you know, when you're emailing those ClassPass customer service girls are like, hi, I'm Becky. Like, yeah, I'm just here to please you and serve you. And like Becky got her manager on the line. She was like, this is Becky's manager. And like, we know what you've been doing and it's against class pass policy and you cannot, you, we're going to ban you if you do this again. I was like, skirt, skirt. 
Oh, I'm like, that's that's terrifying. That's absolutely shaking me to my core. I'm so so scared right now. The other scam I've run on ClassPass is like anytime I miss a class and it's completely my fault, which, you know, I've done a couple of times, sleep in, this and that, you don't cancel within the whatever it is, like 18 hour window. I always claim that it was for religious reasons. (laughs) And sometimes they'll credit me. I'm like, I had a very specific Jewish holiday that I got. You've never heard of it. You've never heard of it. No. It's a very, yeah, it's a very like, just, you know, you wouldn't know unless you were a Jew. Sorry, Becky. Yeah, it's like Baruchata scam Adonai. Like, you just don't know this one. It's very specific sect of Judaism. I do think that I did actually scam a professor in college using a Jewish holiday. I don't remember. I think it was Rosh Hashanah. But a lot of times something that I really like is that for some reason, this may be a surprise to you because you're not an an idiot. Um, a lot of times people don't know that I'm Muslim. Like they don't know what I am. They're like, people think I'm a Jew all the time, which I'm like, I'm not really, who are these Jews that you're meeting? I don't, I'm confused. So I can sometimes get away with things like that. Like one time I was in a, a cab and the cab driver kept asking me if I was Muslim. And it was just in a way that I knew he wanted to have a conversation with me about Islam. And I'm just never interested in doing that. And I was like, no, I'm not Muslim. And he was like, oh, so you're Catholic. And I was like, yeah, I'm Catholic. Again, who are these Catholic women who wear hijabs? I don't know who they are, but you would be surprised uh, how many people are confused by a piece of fabric on your head. You would really, really, it's, it's, it's very, it's a little, it's a little alarming, but also handy at times. Mm. Um, Especially, yeah, when you're a little scammer in college and you tell your professor that you can't do the final Mm. because you have a Jewish religious holiday and then you get to do it online and then you get an A on it. Yeah. There you go. So, well, I have two things. I think that the hijab is, it's so beautiful. And obviously you look so beautiful. You're like so chic and you're like, so, I mean, like I can't look away. Like I'm sure people that meet you in real <laughs> life are just like, she's so chic. She's so beautiful. Like, and you, and you know, you do, you always like have cool colored hijabs and like, you know, it's just the whole package is like beyond chic. Like I can barely Thank even you. take it. You're so gorgeous. Oh my God. And like, I think that people's curiosity and like <laughs> intrigue with you and like the impression you give off in person, it can like maybe manifest as confusion or like wanting to ask questions that end up sounding stupid. And like, people are so scared of sounding stupid that they like end up sounding even more stupid. Like that, that, you know what, that's a much kinder approach to it. Here's the thing though. I don't mind at all when people ask me questions and they sound stupid. Like that doesn't bother me. Like that actually, I find it endearing mm-hmm. like I think it's 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 cute because it's like you're okay with not knowing and that to me I'm like that I'm okay with that because you're not yeah. gonna pretend like you yeah. know what the fuck is happening yeah but when people are just like oh yeah this is and this I'm just like mm, no you're just no but but maybe I'm 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 a less kind person no that's true it's like <laughs> there's a difference between asking like a really being like I'm confused and like I'm gonna ask you about it in a respectful way versus being like are you Christian? Like, okay, that's just and, and some this weird thing that I've learned about on TikTok, which <sighs> I've learned so many things on TikTok, mm. is that a lot of times if your name sounds like it might be Arab, people just will automatically assume you're Arab slash Muslim. So there's this Persian girl on uh, TikTok and she does like funny videos and stuff. Oh and people God. are constantly telling her, oh, you're Muslim. Why are you doing this if you're Muslim? She's like, first of all, I'm not Muslim. Second of all, I'm not Arab. Like, hmm. what is all of this? But she does make hilarious videos. Will that you send her to me? With, I will send her to you. That resonate with me in a way that I never knew a TikTok could, especially anything related to noses. Because here's Here's the thing, like as as a grown woman, I love my nose. I've embraced my nose. I've come to terms with my nose. It's my nose. It's I can you know it's there. But as as a young girl, Mm -hmm. I really spent way too much time thinking about how much I hated my nose and how I could maybe possibly accidentally break my nose to trick Mm. my parents into getting me a nose job. That's Um, really (laughs) relatable. (laughs) And it's just so funny because she's saying making all these like hilarious TikToks about her nose, and I'm like I. I have felt, I felt all of this at some point in my life. Every single one of these feelings. I am, I, I, I'm older than you, and I'm still not at peace with my nose. You're gonna have to teach me your secret. I'm older than you. I'm 31. Oh my god, you look so young. Oh my god, thank you so much, Retinol. 
thought you were like 26. Oh my God, stop it, Caroline. I'm just going to fucking kill myself right now because I could never be happier. But that brings me to, you have beautiful, beautiful skin. And the thing is, is most of the time when people talk about skincare, it does make me want to slap them. For some mm-hmm. reason, I don't really know why, but I love when when you say anything about skincare, like I'm I'm jotting things down, I'm adding things to my car, like I'm taking all these mental notes. What are you are you doing anything different with your skin now that you're in quarantine? Well, okay. K-beauty is my savior. There's nothing that quite that hits quite as hard for me. And I I've been on Accutane more than three times. Like, I I mean, my skin has really been through the ringer. I I have problem skin. And anytime I deviate from my K-beauty layers, my light moisture, my, my exfoliation, you know, my snail mucin, I, 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 it it goes, it pops off. And it's so interesting because at the beginning of quarantine, my roommate, contract my roommate got sick before shelter at home went into went into place it was like before we even knew what the symptoms of covid was it turned out he was he was positive he had covid oh wow so i had to kind of like get out of dodge as quickly as possible and i basically haven't been in my apartment since the beginning of march i've been like oh my god yeah i've been staying all kinds of places and like when I first got out of town, I like didn't get my full skincare routine. I just got like a grab what I could. And it was the biggest mistake. I like started to break out so quickly. So I, so, and then I did go back and get on my skincare, but the moral of the story is like, have I been doing anything different? Uh, no, I've just been sticking to my classic routine and like things have been, things have been like pretty much under control right now. I'm staying in the desert outside of Los Angeles, like near Palm Springs. And it's so, so dry. North, so, so, so dry. I, but mean, like, I can't even imagine what that's like. Cause I'm just surrounded by constant humidity. A little bit of dryness mm. sounds kind of nice right now. I'm not going to lie. Well, I'm a very, I'm an oily girl. As they say, I produce quite a bit of sebum off the charts. Like scientists <laughs> would be shook if they saw how much sebum I could produce. So like I can, I can handle a dry, but I've definitely had to up my moisture, I guess. But okay. no, I've been, I've been sticking, I've been sticking to it. Oh, right before things shut down, I panic. I, I panic ordered uh, so much stuff from Uu 35mm in New York. That's my. Which is, it's a K beauty store, right? That is the K beauty store to end all K beauty stores in the US. Like, I, I, if uh, nothing comes I close. I need to go there. I need to go there. Not only do you need to go there, it is it is a cozy little shop. Like in the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, like when Belle goes to like the library or that fucking first song, it's like that in the middle of Chinatown. You like go up these stairs and you open a door and it's suddenly this cave of like hundreds of sheet masks and like each nook and cranny is just packed with serums and ampules. And then of course, like... Do you remember, did you have Riley Rose? Did that ever? We, we did have Riley Rose. And I was thinking about Riley Rose actually like a few weeks ago. Like what, what happened? Uh. And then I remembered, oh no, they're a part of Forever 21. And, but are Forever 21's gone? So Forever 21 filed for bankruptcy. And I don't really know how it all went down, but Riley Rose was like first on the chopping block. I think all the That's locations. So sad. Right. And it was the Forever 21 founder's daughter's side project or something like that. They're like, here, we're going to let you like, have a store. But the thing with, so Riley Rose was like at one point kind of K-beauty leaning, but then kind of like transitioned into being mostly gifts. But it was so sad because you went into a Riley Rose and they had all these great products, but the people didn't know shit about shit. Like I'd be like, hey, like, is there a great, like, serum they'd be like um i'm sorry i really don't know these products i'm like what why why do you work here like what is your purpose what are you doing here so annoying so annoying but ooh, 35 mm the people that work there nor are they're like fucking dermatologists they're so knowledgeable they know everything like i've had girls i've gone in there and had girls recommend products to me that have become like offhand, like they didn't even have to think about it. The only thing that comes close is that's never happened to me in a store in my life. No, never. I've never experienced anything like that. Like the in France, if you go to City Pharma, which is the big pharmacy, I've had similar experience where these like older French women that are like trained in skincare are like, take this. And it turns yes. out to be like the, they just looked at you for two seconds and they know you better than you know yourself. But, and at U35 MM, I got to give them a shout out. I do a lot of online ordering from them, obviously, because I don't live in New York. And on Instagram DMs, 
they're like so helpful. Like, yes. Like I'll DM them like, Hey, like I'm looking for a vitamin C that serum that doesn't break me out or X, Y, and Z. And they'll like send you recommendations. They're so awesome. I cannot... I cannot. I, speak I think I'm, I will be placing a very large order then because if there's anything, the thing about skincare is if when people have information, that to me really pulls me in. It really drives me because I just want to like talk to them. I want to get all of their information yes. and then 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 spread that information. Like you know, it, it's my job basically. But it's just it changes the entire shopping experience when people know what the fuck they're talking about and will make me buy everything which is why I don't know why other stores aren't doing this like most stores you go into and they're just like oh here this is this is a face wash by uh fresh you should you should try it I'm like what else do you have I don't want to use this fresh face wash it's gonna it's full of alcohol and fragrance and it's gonna dry my skin out so why are you trying to sabotage me lady at the store I mean let's just call spade for spade a spade a spade whatever like getting skincare advice at a Sephora is basically it's, skincare suicide. It's also infuriating because it's just like I'm, I didn't ask you for your help, and I know what I, what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because in my own opinion of myself, I am a skincare expert. So I'm like, listen, I know exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a moisturizer full of ceramides. Go away! Like, don't talk to me until I find that. And then they'll try to recommend products to me, and I'm like this is a terrible product, like objectively a terrible product. Like you can even check the Sephora reviews. They're all horrible. Like no one likes this product. Why are you trying to make me buy this? Go away. I'm going to buy something, just not this. I mean, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like in terms of skincare, when it comes to Sephora Sephora employees, just get me a sample. Put this in a tiny plastic tub and get away from me. Which I have had some words with Sephora employees about. Um, yeah, so I went in to Sephora a few years ago and I wanted an eye cream sample because, you know, I just wanted to see if my skin reacted in any way to it because I am prone to getting milia under my eyes if an eye cream is like a little too rich. So I was like, oh, let me try this. And um, she literally gave me, like, it was the most comically small amount I've ever seen. Like, it. I, I don't think I could have even used it once. You know what I mean? Like, it was just such an LOL. Like, I looked at it and I was like, is this a joke? Was this an accident? And she was like, well, you don't need a lot of eye cream. And I was like, bitch, I know you don't need a lot of eye cream, but this isn't even enough for like one eye. Like, it's just such a small amount. And then, you know, I decided to be a little bitch about it. And then I made a little mm-hmm. passive aggressive comment at the checkout cam- counter. And the manager came and then she apologized to me. And then every time I go to that support, that lady is still there. It's been like five years and she gives me a dirty look every time. No. Like, you know Fuck you, lady. That's what you get. <laughs> Damn. I mean, come on. Like, they got to... Sephora ladies and us, we all got to stick together. Like, give me a lot of sample, you know? Don't try and like to... Enough, at least enough sample for one application. Yeah, like, you know what just... I mean? Like, what what, what am I going to do? It was like... It was like a, it was like an accidental drop. That's what it looked like. It, it was just like a little... Maybe a squirt came out unintentionally and then she just like packaged it up and gave it to me. Oh, my God. It was... So it, was it was... It was upsetting. Wow. So Nora, you have like, you, you have skin that's prone to dryness, I, I take it? No, my skin doesn't get dry. My skin is, my skin is, I would say normal. Like mm. I, I can get a little bit oily, but it's nothing excessive. I can get dehydrated. I'll never get dry, but I can get dehydrated if I'm not, if I'm exfoliating too much or using too many like actives and then not like replenishing my skin. But those are mistakes that I feel like I was making when I was like in my early 20s, when I was still kind of like dabbling, when I was addicted to lactic acid and exfoliation and mm. didn't realize that, you know, you're, you need to uh, like heal your moisture barrier if you're constantly getting rid of dead skin cells. Um, but yeah, I would say my skin is more on the normal side. I can get oily though in my T-zone. I'm looking at your, I, I'm, I'm on your Instagram right now looking at your highlights because now I'm like dying to know your skincare routine. <laughs> is are there any like, is there, are there any gems you could share with us? Like any current oh. holy grails? Like what's like, what, wow, you have some amazing ones in your head. First of all, I want to let you know that I do feel like I'm on an episode of Glowing Up right now. And I'm very happy about that because you're straight up interviewing me about my skincare. So I, I'm, so happy right now. Tables have turned. The Tata Harper resurfacing mask is, I was so, I was so reluctant to let myself love it. Like, have you ever had a product where you're like, this is just too overpriced for what it is. I don't, I won't let myself love this product. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, Tata Harper's so expensive. But like, it's just the thing that makes, I think that mask special mm-hmm. is that it will exfoliate your skin, but it doesn't feel irritating at all. It just feels like a, like a little hug on your face mm-hmm. and then you wash it off and your skin is so glowy. Like you look like you just got a facial. Like it mm-hmm. literally is like, it's that, it's that glow that you get after you get a facial. And I'm like, I can't resist it anymore. Like I kept telling myself, I was like, no, the, 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 the peel by the ordinary, that one that looks like blood. I forget what it's called. I think it's called like the peeling face. Oh, the blood mask scares me. Exactly. I mean, it is, it is scary. Cause if you leave it on for more than 10 minutes, it will burn your face. Oh my God. And that's, it, it, I literally left it on once for an extra minute and my face was burnt for like a day. Um, which <laughs> for something that's $7, like it should not cause that much damage. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a little alarming. Um, not that I don't like the ordinary. I just I'm always a little bit skeptical about the ordinary. I I've kind of like left the ordinary behind me for the most part. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I know that you love niacinamide. What are what are like your favorite niacinamide products? Well, I'm a pretty I'm an evangel evangelist. Wow, for the Elta MD UV Clear <gasps> sunscreen. Oh my god, it's. It's one of the best sunscreens, easily hands down, top three sunscreens. It's loaded with niacinamide, which is just a product, which is just an ingredient that my skin can't seem to get enough of. And it's I don't, I think so, it's just niacinamide good. works with everyone's skin. I've come to this conclusion, like niacinamide is for everyone. It's never going to like hurt your skin. It can only make it better. No, I, I completely agree. It's so, it's life. And then I, my Holy Grail moisturizer, and it's, I think might be similar to the Dr. Jert one that you seem to use. Hold on. I, I love that. I love that you just stalked me a little bit. But yeah, but the, the Dr. Jert moisturizer, I do love it because it is full of ceramides, but... It does have fragrance in it. And it's not like I'm against, like, it's not like I won't use a product if it has a fragrance in it, but I would rather it not have a fragrance in it. Ah, yes. I love fragrance. I mean, I, I, you know, like to an extent, not like fragrance. I, the moisturizer I use is called, it's pure by Purito. It's a K-beauty brand. I love Purito. And it's, oh, it's green. It's the Centella Green Level Recovery Cream. Okay. Let me tell you something. I have the best used- moisturizer of all time. Wait, is it is it a moisturizer or is it the sunscreen? Well, oh, the sunscreen is really, really famous. Rio yeah. has written about it and stuff. This is, and that is a great sunscreen. This is the, basically the moisturizer version of the sunscreen without sunscreen. I've never tried, I've never tried the, the moisturizer version, but I did really love the sunscreen. Like every time I used it, I was just like, how can the sunscreen be this lightweight? It's that, that this is this is that, but no sunscreen. And I use this morning and night. It's really it's almost got like a gel like texture, which is really good for my skin. Ooh. And I can just put so much of it on, and it'll never break me out. It'll never irritate me. And it's chock full of centella, you know, like the centella asiatica. That's a great ingredient. I love that ingredient. My skin seems to like centella a lot. Has niacinamide in it, and it has like acids that I've never heard of. Man. Mandacasic acid and Asiatic acid, bitch. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never heard of either of those acids, and I like to think of myself as like an acid, like you know, a woman of acids. I know. So, I like to think of myself that way as well. But anyway, and that has nice cinnamon in it, and I love that moisturizer quite a bit. I mean, I'm probably gonna buy that moisturizer. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, and I also know that it's probably gonna be like under twenty dollars, which. Is most of the stuff in their range is like under $20, which is also that's the other thing about K Beauty that I love. So many things are incredibly affordable that like any other brand would have sold it easily for $60. And I I love skincare, but like I've just gotten to the point where I know that you can get things for less and they'll probably still be just as good. It says Miss Tata Harper. I literally just saw like four Tata Harper products in your highlights. I, I'll just go ahead and say it. Tata Harper sends me shit. I, do, I would, I will buy the resurfacing mask over and over forever and ever. But uh, a lot of the shit they send me, I'm like, will I ever spend $200 on an essence? Probably not. Unless, unless I suddenly become incredibly wealthy and money mm-hmm. just doesn't matter to me anymore. And I'm like, you know, that little ducktails guy diving into like coins and shit. Like when I become that guy, then maybe, but 
until then, probably not. I would love to see you kind of adopt more of a Scrooge McDuck fashion, <laughs> like uh, big coats. Rich I do. I would say for someone who lives, oh my God, I do. I've always wondered, do people still wear monocles? Monocles are interesting. I just don't think of them as a convenient item. Like they, they just seem so exactly. much less convenient than a pair of glasses. And also, like, don't you have to, like, kind of, like, squint the whole time to kind of hold it up? Like, I feel like that... That's the thing. It's like your cheek is really involved in the monocle. Well, the, the uh, probably the more useful, uh, more useful than a monocle, but still similar, would be opera glasses. Yeah. Those, I could, That would be chic. I could definitely get behind a pair of opera glasses. I could I could see myself ordering them as a prop for a photo because that is a thing that I have done before because I am that person and just taking weird photos in my living room with my little tripod and self timer. Yeah, honey, as your loyal Instagram fan, one of your many, I would love to see you bring some opera glasses into the picture. Maybe a monocle, maybe a monocle. Monocle, opera glasses, like you know, anyway. I've thought about monocles more than anyone should probably think about monocles. And yet I still have no answers. Like I've just thought about it, but I've never, I've never actually done any research on it. I'm just like, hmm, monocles, who's using them? Why are they using them? I think it's just like old fat men from the 1800s. Yeah. Fuck really those guys. Know. Like Teddy Roosevelt, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Teddy definitely was a monocle, a man, a man of monocles, but I also, so something that I love about you, Caroline, I love so many things about you. I'm, I did, I've, I've listened to basically every podcast you've ever been on. I just want you to know uh, this. And I've laughed so much. They have filled me with so much joy. Um, I still, every time I check my iTunes app, I'm like, maybe glowing up will have uploaded oh, an episode. Well, you know, don't lose hope. Like I am a glow me. Yeah. I, that means so much. Thank you, Nora. I, I glowing up. Hey, let's just say the sun hasn't fully set on glowing up. Like, you know, it, it, it may or may not come back one day. I don't know. I, I, I don't have hope for a lot of things, but I do have hope for glowing up. I really do. I'm like, you know what? I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll come back. I hope and I pray to, to, to God, to Allah, to Jesus, to everyone that yeah. glowing up comes back. But, you know, I just, I really love how much, how passionate you are about food and snacks because I'm passionate about food and snacks and like something I'm like fake healthy. That's what I would call my eating habits, fake healthy. Like I want to eat delicious things, but then I also want to feel like I'm the epitome of health while I'm doing it. But in reality, I'm not. I uh, I completely relate to that. I feel the same way. I'm someone that'll go out of their way to make a grain-free banana bread, but then we'll turn around five minutes later and just like eat an Oreo. Yes. You know, I, it's all about the high and low. It's about everything in moderation. You know, I'm not, I'm not super regimented at all with my eating. Like I can't follow a diet for more than two weeks. Like I'm never going to be fully grain free. I'm never going to be fully whole 30. You know, it's like, to me, it's, it's a little bit of everything. I I don't have the self-discipline to do it. Like, I feel like I have a lot of self-discipline when it comes to other things in my life. But when it comes to food, I'm like, I just can't get my brain to not not think about gummy bears. Oh. Yeah. I will say one, one positive side effect of quarantine is like, before I was definitely, and I think a lot of people were, will relate to this, you know, I'd go to the market like three or four times a week. Yes. And I would go and just get one thing. And then when you're in the market, like you grab gummy bears. Yep. Because you're there. And then next thing you know, your ball's deep in a bag of gummy bears in your car on the way home. And you're like, what happened? So now it's like, I will say my candy consumption has definitely, I've found a happy medium with my candy consumption, I suppose. But yeah, but, but the flip side is like my snack game has, I've been snacking... I've been snacking. Honey, ladies be snacking during quarantine. What are what are you snacking on? Because I've definitely been snacking, but I feel like I've regressed when it comes to snacking. Like I'm I'm like the type of person who's gonna go to Whole Foods and spend 
you know, $10 on a bag of like popcorn, right? But mm-hmm. lately, for some reason, I find myself just getting like baked ruffles. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, they're delicious. Don't get me wrong. I love a baked ruffle. But like, I feel like in ways like I'm just, you know, instead of getting swart, smart sweets, maybe I'm just getting <gasps> the Swedish fish now. Wow. I, I think I'm like, in a way, like, I, I think there's more comfort in those like, kind of like old favorites that maybe I was eating before we were in a pandemic and before a pandemic was even on the horizon and like I'm reaching for those things and they're like nostalgic and like comforting to me well quick question for you are you going to get Dunkaroos at 7-Eleven the new the Dunkaroos relaunch I is it is it happening is it did it happen they're in 7-Elevens exclusively (gasps) for the summer Okay, I made Dunkaroos. Oh, you! Like, I've always wanted to do that. That's so fun. I, it's on TikTok. I'm telling you, TikTok is really just improving my life, but also simultaneously ruining my life. But I made Dunkaroos, like healthy Dunkaroos, but they're not as good. But I am going to be going to 7-Eleven. I actually got... Uh, alarmingly excited the other day because a new 7-Eleven like a standalone not a gas station just opened right next to my house so I know it's going to be beautiful and I just saw it so I'm going to make pilgrimage there probably later today and get some Dunkaroos please keep me updated on that and t- I will food TikTok you just brush over that but I'm like just starting to dip my toes into TikTok and food TikTok is a beast within itself it's like the most unhealthy it's like stunt food. It's so yeah. crazy. I don't know what's... I, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I just looked at Jason Derulo's TikTok for like five minutes and he's making like giant donut burgers. I'm like... I don't know what the what? fuck Jason Derulo is doing. Right? He's on another level. But it, my favorite... Okay, so snacks in quarantine. I mean, what aren't... What am I not snacking on? Okay, frozen grapes have become Ooh. a very, very key snack for me. I'm buying big bundles of grapes at Costco, wherever I go and putting them right in the freezer. And I, you get more bang for your buck with a frozen grape. If it's a regular grape, I'm putting those things back like a hungry, hungry hippo. I'm not even thinking about them. I'm not even chewing them. If it's a frozen yeah. grape, I'm sucking. I'm savoring. I'm enjoying. It's Are you me, crunching? You know, within reason, depending on my teeth sensitivity that day, but I'm savoring each grape one by one. That seems like something that I need to incorporate into my life because I like to think that I'm savoring food, but really I'm just shoveling it in. Right. Well, I quote Esther when I always think of Esther when I'm eating fast to the point where I'm more drinking my food. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've definitely sat down with a sweet green salad and I've done things to a sweet green salad that I'm not proud of. I eat so, I eat so fast. In quarantine, I'm eating very fast. I don't know exactly how I'm living because I'm living for these meals. Exactly. And I'm just like, I I don't, I want to be a slow eater. I want to be that girl who's like, you know, eating thoughtfully, biting every piece, whatever, 30 times or however much you're supposed to be chewing it. But like, I'm just, I, I, if I'm holding food, especially, I find that like, it's like, how quickly can I get this out of my hand? Uh, It's like a competition with myself. Like that's why like eating a taco or anything that's handheld, it's like, I know I'm going to have a stomach ache after because I know that I'm inhaling it. Mm, mm, sucking. I find that a, a knife and a fork will slow me down because uh, I guess my hands are slow. Well, it's putting <laughs> something in between you and the food, which might be good for you. Maybe. You maybe. need some maybe. barriers. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Some, yes. Yeah. A barrier is important. Like yesterday, I got fried chicken with like all the southern, you know, the mashed potatoes, the fi- fried okra, and I was driving and eating, and that no. was slowing me down. So driving and eating will slow me down. I'd be careful because I've heard some people like, uh, look, you can have an accident when you're driving and eating. Not to be like Persian mommy on you, but just be careful. Sometimes someone was telling me the story of like how they started choking on a carrot when they were driving once, or one time they were eating an apple. Someone told me the story that their friend was eating an apple and the apple rolled under the brake. And then it just like somehow lodged in like, what are the odds of this happening? But it like lodged under the brake and they caused a multi-car pileup on the freeway because the apple was just wedged so under the brake and they couldn't break. The fact that it was an apple, like a healthy food that you would think would just make your life better. And it, it turns against you and sabotages you in that way. That's scary. Insulting that's really great. scary. Like, Apples apples are apples are good for you. Like how could they turn on you like that and like that's so scary. I'll never eat an apple in a car ever. Like your Persian mommy ways have worked. And to be honest, I don't often eat in the car. 
that's not really, unless it's Chick-fil-A, we'll eat Chick-fil-A in the car. That's the one thing that I'll always eat in the car. I don't think I've ever eaten Chick-fil-A like seated in at a table. It's just a car food for me. But mm. I was fasting yesterday and I had to break my fast because, well, I was really fucking hungry. And so I just, I had to do, I did what I had to do. Do you eat before, so do you eat a snack before sunrise or do you just wake up and go all the way to sunset? So a lot of people, a lot of people snack. They wake up before sunset, I mean sunrise, and they eat. I don't do that because I like am a weakling. Like I, like I wish I wasn't, but like if I wake up and I eat something, I'll just be nauseated. I'll have a tummy ache. I'll have indigestion. I just won't feel good. So instead I'm just like a huge bitch and I'm super hungry all day long while I'm fasting. And oh I just, God. and then I break my fast and then I still get a stomach ache because when you don't, when you don't eat for a long time, then you know when you eat after like a long time, like, and then you eat so fast, then your body is just like trying to keep up with it. Um, but I, I found that digestive enzymes do help with my with my weak stomach. Ah, um, very interesting. That, but yeah, no, I, I a lot of people do wake up and they'll eat like a full a full meal, and and those are smarter people than I because they are sustained and they're less volatile and you know less likely to yell at you know a U- UPS driver. Yeah, that's that's so crazy. This is like maybe kind of an ignorant question. I love ignorant questions. Do you lose weight during Ramadan? You know, I wish I did, but apparently I'm the only fucking... So many people lose weight, Caroline. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, my I mean, mom I lost... I would imagine. She lost 15 fucking pounds. I don't understand it. I just feel like shit. Like, I, I've said this before on my podcast. I'm such a bad Muslim. I wish I loved Ramadan. I fucking hate it. My body people hates it. Ramadan. Like People love Ramadan? People love it. They love it. I don't I know I dread Ramadan. It. I dread Ramadan every year, <laughs> and I don't even deserve it. I'm like, when I know it's... When I know Ramadan is coming, I'm like, oh my god! Like my heart goes out. My Muslim, my Muslim. <laughs> Thank brother. you. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you because I I've talked to my friends about this. I'm like, just tell me the truth. Are you lying? Like, are you lying that you love Ramadan to like seem like a good person? Because like you can tell me, but they never break, which leads me to believe that maybe I'm just a heathen and they do love Ramadan, and maybe I again because of my heathen ways, I don't enjoy it. But like I I don't know. Like I guess. I, I do eat terribly during Ramadan, but that's because you haven't eaten all day long. So you're craving carbs. You're craving something. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like savory. Of course you, you haven't eaten all day. It's like, I would have, I would be so entitled to eat whatever I want. Exactly. You're not going to be like, Oh, let me, let me make a, a nice salad. Like I'm not a psycho, but I can't I believe will, this. I can't believe I, it. I will say that I, my, my logic for why I don't lose weight is because I think that my body actually likes it better when I like snack. Cause that's actually how I eat like a small child. Like I'll just eat like, you know, some string cheese and then, and then maybe I'll eat like a little small plate of pasta. And then maybe I'll just eat like a cucumber. Like I just eat like a little squirrel. And I think that my body enjoys that and like it, you know, helps with my metabolism or at least in my mind it does. But then during Ramadan, my body's like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Wow. This is like, I mean, it's so funny because Jews, obviously we have one day a year when we fast Yom Kippur and I like can barely make it. I can't believe you... I can't believe you can do it for, it's like more than 30 days, right? Or is Ramadan? It's, 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 it's a month. It's 30 days. It's ending this weekend, this upcoming weekend. Oh my God. I, I am counting down. I do have a lot of plans for what I will be making for breakfast. Japanese souffle pancakes, another mm. TikTok recipe. Mm. That sounds really fucking good. But I, when, yeah. when you fast, what, 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 how long did Jews fast for? This is another ignorant question. No, it's Yom Kippur. We have one day a year. It's the day of a atonement and it's just it's from sunset it's the same thing as Ramadan it's from sunset to sunset and it's one day and you would think that Jews are like you would think that we're fasting for a month the way that we build up to it and we complain and it's like this huge deal and then it's so it put it's so contextualizing to be like wow okay my Muslim friends do this for literally 30 days I have nothing to complain about but I okay not to be a crazy person but I do feel like we didn't talk enough about what we snack on and I'm dying oh to God. know yeah, more about I, snack. I, this is my fasting brain. I can't, I, it, I can't focus on one thing, but I do want to know more about what you're snacking on. So yes, I'm so glad. Let's go that rapid you are- fire through some more snacks here. Okay. 
obviously I'm a big sardine and tinned fish person. So I got to give big <laughs> shout outs to, you know, fancy sardines like Wild Planet that you get at like a Thrive Market or at a Sprouts or a Whole Foods. There's this brand Bella I really like. I love sardines with a little hot sauce on a on a Simple Mills almond flour cracker. I'm obsessed with Simple Mills almond flour crackers. They're like so good. Wheat thins, they're so good. I'm, I'll eat the whole box. Easily, easily. 100%. And I do love having fruit on hand. Like I've got to have the apples. I've got to have the pears in the fridge. That's a must. I've got to have baby carrots. I've got to have baby carrots. Maybe a little hummus, maybe a little garlic spread. And then honestly, like, I guess this wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be. No, but I want to hear more about your snacks too. Uh, what else? Oh, 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 there's these sauerkraut chips that I get on Thrive Market. And oh, oh my God. I think... If you just search sauerkraut chips, I get them in the dill flavor and they're like dill pickle. And one of the main ingredients is literally sauerkraut. They're so good. A pirate's booty, any variation of pirate's booty, the Trader Joe's brand pirate's booty, like so good. So good. It's like melt in your mouth. It's technically for babies, I think, but that's okay. Like my mouth needs it too. Yeah. Yeah, And those are like everything that you just named to me. I'm like this, that's how I would describe my eating habits, except for I would insert lately. I'm telling you, I don't know what's going on. Like I, I don't remember the last time I went to a grocery store and bought like a Magnum bar ice cream. I I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but that's the shit I've been buying. I really think that I I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, we can't do anything. So I should at least be able to just like eat trash food. But Mm. I will say, I know that you love smart sweets and I love smart Um. sweets. I, the, the, the peach rings and the Swedish fish are the best. Mm, I like the sour gummy bears the most. Do you really like the sour gummy bears? Cause I feel like they're not right. I don't know why. They they do something good for me. I haven't been buying them that much in quarantine. They're like hard to get. They're expensive. GNC. GNC. Oh, really? Yeah, GNC. Go to GNC and they always have deals on them. Like buy five bags for like some deal. Yeah, they always have all these. It was. It's the only thing I will ever go to GNC for in my life. Like you will never find me doing anything else in a GNC other than buying smart tweets. But Target has this brand called Project 7 and they basically oh. are smart sweets. Like, no. Yes, yeah, like the, the super low calorie, full of fiber and they're all no. like Target have them everywhere and they're at like the little cash checkouts. Like you won't find them in the candy aisle. They'll just be like by the checkout, but they, they're gummy bears. I love their gummy. Like their gummies taste so good. They're doing what I wish smart sweets did with their gummies. Basically like oh they're chewy. Like smart sweets sometimes are like a little too chewy, like almost like, yes, like a scared kind of chewy. Like this might rip my tooth out of my mouth. Kind of chewy. I have weird dental phobia. So maybe it's just a me thing, but uh, no, it's not. This is like, I'm, my mind is what I've ever heard of this. Yeah, it's called Project 7. And they used to make this like weird yeah. gum that was like sugar-free, which I, yeah. I don't really like chewing gum. So that's really not something that I've ever been interested in. But then they came out with the gummies. And I just I do have like 16 bags right now because I can't be without them. And when it's like almost midnight and I'm awake and I want to eat a snack, but I don't want to like, you know, eat something crazy. I'm like, I'll just eat these gummy bears and then I won't feel bad about it. I also love okay, Yum Earth. We know we know Yum Earth. We love Yum Earth. Yeah. Yum Earth sour beans, sour jelly beans. Ooh. I feel like I've tried many Yum Earth products. I love them all, but these sour beans do something to me. Something very powerful. I would say basically sexual. They're so good. I love them. I love candy. I need Nor. them. I, I love need them. them. I need them. Like Yum Earth sour beans. You need I'm- them. I'm assuming Whole Foods has them. I pray that Whole Foods has them because I would like them today. Like, I don't want to wait. Like, I, uh, I mean, I'm like getting my car to go get Project 7s right now. I mean, like, <laughs> my key's in the ignition. I'm going. I'm, th- You're I'm like, I, 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 I'm like, I actually have a Target pickup plan because you could do that thing now where you like, yeah, and they just throw shit in the back yes, of the car. Yes. Huge, horrible, horrible news. Project 7 gummies are exempt from pickup. Oh! <gasps> Why why would they do this to you, Caroline? What am I gonna Target do? Target, why would you do this to her? Why would you hurt her, especially during these very uncertain times? Nora. Where the only thing that should be certain is your target pickup. That should be 
that shouldn't this is that's terrible i can't even believe this is happening to you okay i'll figure it out i'm just gonna have to i guess risk my life and glove up something sometimes you just if there's anything i've learned during quarantine the only things i'm willing to risk it all for like literally i will risk it all to go into a target to grab a couple essentials because the thing is with my targets is that they like, I think have a limit on how many pickups they'll do. And I never, I never can make my reservation in time or whatever it is. So I end up having to either go pick it up from customer service inside, which I'm like, if I'm already going inside, I might as well just get what I need. And I, I know my, my target, like the back of my hand, you know what I mean? So I'll be efficient. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding you. You will get a DM for me later today of me holding a a bundle of what are they called? Smart sevens, project sevens, project seven, the the sour gummies. I would be interested to see how you like them. Okay. I like them better than the smart sweet ones, but for some reason, I don't know. I just feel like they're not they're not what I would want them to be as far as sour candy goes, but the regular gummies, holy mm-hmm. fucking shit. I could okay. eat three bags of them right now. I mean, I have like, diarrhea just thinking about it. <laughs> That's the other thing. Everyone always, I, I really think there's something physically wrong with me. Everyone gets diarrhea from smart sweets, except for me. What's wrong yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what's happening in a smart suite. It's like, we're in a new age of like, healthy food substitutes where it's like, are smart sweets healthy? They're like really weirdly high fiber. Yeah. I'm like, are they good for you? Are they bad for you? Like, I don't even know what's happening, but my body's just going to have to learn to take it. But here's what I say to my body, bend over and take it, bitch. It, I mean, I say that to my body all the time because I'm just constantly shoveling in like combination of just super healthy food where it's mm. just like confused and it feels like at ease for a second. Like it's like, ooh, yum, like asparagus. And then like 20 minutes later, it's like three scoops of ice cream and a waffle cone What for no reason. is your favorite ice cream from the store? From the store. Like if you're buying a tub, it's in your yeah. freezer, what is it? I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably not a moo birthday cake. Ah, have you ever, have you ever tried a not a moo? It's, it's vegan. I'm pretty sure I have two vegan nieces. Not I love, a moo. Not a moo. Yeah. And then they have this birthday cake flavor. I love anything birthday cake. Me too. Um, and it has like, <gasps> not a moo. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I, I do like a halo top, but like, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's in my head. I feel like halo top was really good. And then it just got mediocre, but I don't I... think that's true. I don't know about Halo Top. I never, I never had a good one. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like in the very beginning, years ago, it was really good. But wait, what are you getting from what, what kind of ice cream are you buying in a tub? I'm like, I'm a weird ice cream taste person. I like sorbets. I don't really. I, this not a move is the kind of thing that would appeal to me. Like the the dairy punt one two punch of ice cream doesn't sometimes sit well with me. So I'm usually getting like a mango sorbet or something like that. But this that not a so move. Good. This not a move. Do they sell this at Target? They do they do sell it at Target. I'm, I'm so glad that you asked. Nor you have changed the trajectory of my entire evening. I'm not kidding. I'm so happy that I could do that for you because that's that's kind of one of like the things that brings me joy in life. Like truly, I'm not even joking. Recommending snacks to people is something that I think brings me more pleasure than it should. Like I don't I don't know. There's something about it, and I also feel like snack recommendations because I after listening to you on Glowing Up, I'm sure I've tried a lot of your snack recommendations. Like over like I'm just I'm sure of it because you would always mention things except for sardines. I just can't, can't do it. I just can't do it. Like I'm a little bitch. Like just, I, I get it. I also, you're not alone. Have, you're not alone. I just, I want to be the type of person who's like a fearless eater, but I am still a five-year-old. I have the palate of a child. I really want everything to I taste like a lunchable. I respect that. I totally respect that. What, uh, what, where do we stand on a chips and salsa situation? I love a chips and salsa. I like a black chip. I don't know why there's no really rhyme or reason. I just think aesthetically it, it calls to me. And when you say black chip, do you mean like a blue corn or you mean like, yeah, a, yeah like a darker <laughs> situation? I'm like a five-year-old. I'm like, I like the black ones. No, I know. I, I like knew what you meant, but I just want to yeah. make sure that there wasn't this like 
charcoal chip that I was like missing out on or something. If there's a charcoal chip and you're listening and you know about it, please tell us because I want activated charcoal in everything. And what eat. and what salsa, Nora, are we dipping our black chip into? I'm more of a I do I'll eat a salsa if it's there. Mm. But I, I won't go out of my way to get a mm. salsa. Okay, do you know what I mean? Good. Like, I'll, of course, I'll, of course. I'll, I'll eat it if it's there. I'll definitely eat it. I'm more of a guac and chips. Like <gasps> a, yeah, and and I've been having really great luck with avocados lately, which I wasn't for a really long time. Mm. So I'm really just taking advantage of that because when you order food delivery. Mm. as I have been for the most part, other than the occasional target trip, mm. it's very hit or miss. Like unless mm. you get the right shopper, they might just get you like seven ripe avocados. And then I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this now? And then you just make guacamole. Yeah, that's, that's tough. So you're doing like, you're doing mostly grocery delivery. Yeah. 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 That's mainly what I'm doing. Mm. I, I'm more scared than ever now because living in Florida, people are fucking stupid. Um, and they are oh, not social oh, distancing. Oh, oh, I have another sacred condition. Yeah. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sunmade, the raisin company. Yes. I discovered these when I happened to pop into the Sunmade headquarters on a road trip. They make these things called sour, sour raisin snacks. It sounds gross. It sounds weird. What? They are literally just little packets of raisins that they treat with like juice and sourness. And they come in different flavors. Like I've had the, I think I've had all the flavors, but the watermelon and the strawberry are like, they're like sour candy, but they're little raisins and they come in little individualized packets. Nor these are the ones. fucking serious? I think they sell them at Target. I don't know how you haven't seen them. Don't ask me. That's, that's for you to answer. Like they are so good. I just my mind is exploding right now because of course, of course it is. Right, ra- they're raisins, which they're I, raisins. I'm not gonna lie, I do love a raisin. I'm like a squirrel, but they're sour raisins, and then they're flavored like watermelon sour raisins. Like that's correct. Why is everyone not talking about watermelon sour raisins? I don't know. They're life changing. I'm so succulent. I'm going to find them if that's the last thing I do because I love raisins. I love raisins. I'm You're a little love, old woman. I love dried fruit. I love raisins. I love prunes. March has been posting a lot of really interesting dried fruit content. Did you know that Sun Sun Sweet, which is like the prune company, yeah. they make all kinds of like dark chocolate covered prune bites and like all these little prune things. I did see her post about that. Do you ever scroll when you're like half asleep and then you don't know mm-hmm. if something actually happened or if maybe you just made it up? That was one of those circumstances where I didn't know if that was a real thing or not. Like, did I dream yeah. about prune chocolate? You didn't. Wait, now, now I, so I, I have to get the, the yum earth sour jelly beans. I need to get these sour raisin snacks. What else do I need to get Caroline? Please tell me, please just, if you could just send me your grocery list, that would be great. That would be, because here's the thing. I also see that you're making like real food. Yes. Like with actual like nutrients and sustenance. That is true. I'm a big What, what are you cooking? I know I admire it. It's one of the things I admire of you. I'm cooking a lot. I'm cooking many meals. I mean, to me, I live for a nightly salad, a nightly chopped salad. So I've got to have my salad with my mix of greens and my walnuts and my whatever else, the cucumbers and the tomatoes and like my fresh lemon juice dressing and all of it. Like I have to have my nightly salads. And then for protein, I've been baking a lot of trout which is so easy and trout are so cheap and is so good. And then like last night, okay. So last night I had a salad. I, we baked some trout. I stuffed some thyme and lemon slices in the belly of the trout, baked it at 400 for like 20 minutes and then put in the broiler for a couple minutes to make the skin crispy. And then I roasted some broccoli. I love roasting broccoli or cauliflower. You just cut it up, dress it in olive oil, salt and pepper, Put it on a baking sheet at 425 until it's nice and brown and crispy. Oh my god, so good! How long are we? How long are we putting it in for? I'm like putting on a timer for. I'm ch- I'm checking it at 22 minutes, something okay, like that. Okay. Yeah, and then and then what do we? And then we're making. I made a rice. I just made some like classic brown basmati, and then I drizzled it. Make a lot of sage butter during quarantine. Just take a bunch Ooh. of butter, put some sage in it, cook it on low and slow until the butter is infused with the sage dumping the sage butter on the rice, on the anything. It's just good. Caroline, you're a fucking chef. 
I mean, I'm not gonna... everything you everything you just said to me. You're an actual. You're a chef. I didn't know if you were aware of it, so I needed to shout it. At you. I'm getting there. I mean, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen, and quarantine has been great. I feel my skills are improving. I just I love being in the kitchen. My perfect day is involves me never leaving the kitchen. I'm not. Here's the thing. Like I was never ever really cooking anything in the kitchen until quarantine. Like before that, it was just like, you know, the odd something, maybe I'm feeling, you know, crafty. But now that I'm at home, I am actually in the kitchen. And it's so fun. It's it's the funnest, it's the most fun activity I feel like you can do. And then it's so rewarding when you then have a delicious meal at the end of it. And then you can just shovel it all into your mouth. Like it's just... I just, I feel like I've been sleeping on cooking for 30 years and then quarantine happened. It's really one of the only positive things that's happened for me during quarantine is that I discovered a love of cooking, baking, um, Mm. channeling my inner Arab woman and just listening to old Arabic music and making <laughs> Arab dishes. I literally am like, who the fuck am I? Like, I would like FaceTime my mom and be like, oh, like I'm doing this. And she's like, who are you? What are you? She did one of the first compliments and only compliments my mom has given me in 2020 is she complimented my cooking. But before she complimented it, she did criticize it like 45 times. Yeah, that sounds about right. Will you, another request for you, will you post a playlist Spotify of old Arabic music? Yes, I will send it to you. I've posted about it before because I'm a music music elitist and I just assume everyone wants to listen to all the music that I listen to because I'm just like in my head. I'm like, you know, I have the best music taste ever. So everyone wants to listen to this, even though no one has asked. But now that you've asked, I will post about it. I love Arabic music. I want to hear women sing about Habibi and like, I just, I love all that. They're super sad. I'm sure Persian music is probably similar in that it's all very poetic, but then also super like depressing. Like it's like, you know, I love him. We wrote letters to each other. Winter came and I never saw him again. Oh my. Oh no. I know. It's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. The Persian music my mom listens to is like very synthy. They like like dance club music. Really, for some reason, I just assume that you guys, because I, I know that there's so many famous poets that are Persian. So I was like, oh, it's probably like emo and poetic, like Arab, old Arab music. Old Persian music is a little like more emo, but in the 90s, oh, shit got fun. That's what I will say. New Arab music is definitely, you have like your Nancy Ajram, you have like all your Habibi dance music. Mm-hmm. I, w- I can fuck with that, but it's not it's not my preference. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it's just for me when I listen to Arabic music, like I want to feel like depressed for like two hours. Mm, please. And then I just want to, and then I want to go about my life. You know, I just want like a little bit of depression. You have to post a playlist. Like I will. I need to be sad. I need to like cry while we'll making cry. chicken tonight. You, you, I think crying while making chicken is something that we should all experience. I've actually, something that my mom has been bullying me about lately is making chicken because I'm just going to tell you, Caroline, and tell everyone I've never made chicken before because I'm terribly afraid. Of, like, no, no, no. I'm, you didn't so, tell I'm scared. Chicken I'm scared. Is, chicken is the scariest protein in the world. And I Thank you. I have a fear of chicken. I've been trying to make more chicken over quarantine. I've found... I, I found a recipe that I've been kind of enjoying. Tell me. So I like chicken thighs. What about you? I Okay, again, this really just ties back into me being a baby. I like chicken breasts because it's easy to eat. Mm-hmm. It's really about the ease. It's not about anything. Chicken breast is so easy. There's like no bones in it. <laughs> I, and it's healthy. Okay. Well, with chicken breast. Well, I'll, eat a, I'll, eat a, I'll eat a thigh, though. I will eat a thigh if... If maybe my dad cuts it up for me. I'm not, I wish I was joking, Caroline. I'm not. I'm yeah, really I, not. It doesn't, doesn't sound like something someone would joke about. <laughs> One thing that I've discovered, because breasts are so hard to nail, they can be so dry. Yes. I've been doing a lot of, you take your breast, you cut up the raw breast into like strips. Maybe you do a flash marinade that would just be like a soy sauce or like just something like quick. And then I, find that if I, I do a lot of curry with chicken breast, so I'll put like garlic and ginger in the pan, saute them, and then like throw my my flash marinated chicken breasts in. It all kind of sautés, then it just like gets juicy and wet. And then like separately I have like vegetable sautéing. 
And then maybe I have just like a pre-made jar of curry sauce from Trader Joe's. And at some point everything gets combined and I have these like flavorful chicken breast bites and then I have the veggies I sauteed and then I pour the curry sauce all over it. And it's like, I'm so salivating. Good. It's good. It's really, I think sauteing bite-sized breast pieces I found to be quite easy. I've been doing that a lot. That sounds delicious. And I would like to request that you post this on your Instagram stories. Like, I want to see you in the kitchen, like Caroline in the kitchen, sauteing chicken and vegetables. And like, I I know that I'm probably not alone. I would want to see that. I think a lot of people would want to see that. I'll try my best. I'm, I'm lazy. And I, hate <laughs> I think, I think posting Instagram stories, I'm like amazed at people that can post like, well, I just post out. trash. I post trash though. That's the thing. Like, it's not well thought out. It's literally just, I, I feel like sharing a thought. And so I'm going to force everyone to listen to it. Fair enough. Well, Nora, I'm going to try my best and I'm going to get you the content you so desire. Um, but I, I, I really, I'm not joking. I want that to happen, but also I'm so glad that we did this. Um, I literally feel so inspired to go and just eat a lot of sour snacks right now. Um, except for I have probably six more hours of fasting. So that's super upsetting, but Caroline, I, I, I can't even tell you how much I've enjoyed this. Like, I'm so happy that I've had you on the podcast. And where can people follow you? Where can they see the shows that you're writing for? Just plug everything and anything that you want. Okay. You can find me on Instagram. My, my personal Instagram is at porkchop.biz. I will never change the name, no matter how unprofessional it is. Um, you can follow me on official Sean Penn, like Norm mentioned. You, I wrote on a show that's coming out on TBS. I don't know when because filming got paused because of COVID, but it's called Chad. It's about a young Persian Muslim boy played by Nassim Padrad, who's a really funny Persian girl. Oh my God, I love her. You can watch the trailer. It's so funny. I can't wait for it to come out. And I'm also currently working on a true crime podcast about Jeremy Renner's app, which I'm really excited about and it should be coming out sometime in the next couple months so stay tuned oh my god i want it to come out now today (laughs) it's like cereal but if cereal were hosted by two funny girls and they were talking about jeremy renner's app i cannot wait for that do you understand like that gives me something to live for which sounds a little morbid but it's just the truth that really does give me something to look forward to um caroline i I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I love you. And thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. I feel like we're soul sisters in many ways. It's so fun to talk to you. It was like truly a joy. I mean, the feeling is completely mutual and I will have a picture of Caroline's gorgeous face on Instagram at Arab American Psycho. You guys can follow me at Nori where you can hear, you know, unsolicited opinions and see pictures of my face over and over again. And I will talk to you guys next week.